the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. President Biden announces additional aid to Ukraine. One of the reasons we're in this situation is we drew down so far. Florida legislature passes bill repealing Disney's special tax status. Disney decided to oppose the will of four Florida's voters. Elon Musk says he's lined up financing to buy Twitter. The financing, which was not secure at the time, it was contingent on anticipated financing. That now is secured. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Friday, April 22nd. I'm Jim Barto. Russian President Vladimir Putin has claimed success in Mariupol, but ordered his troops not to storm the site where the last pocket of Ukrainian resistance in the besieged city is holding out. Ukrainian forces have endured weeks of heavy bombardment that have decimated much of Mariupol. Kiev has been desperately seeking ways to evacuate the soldiers and thousands of civilians still trapped in the city without much food or aid. As the final few pockets of Ukrainian resistance in Mariupol hold out, Ukrainian officials said Thursday that an apparent mass grave in a village outside the devastated city may contain as many as 9,000 bodies. Mariupol City Council said that satellite images captured by U.S. defense contractor Maxar show mass graves that were 20 times larger that a burial site discovered this month in the city of Bucha outside Kiev. Looking toward Capitol Hill, President Joe Biden announced plans to send additional military aid to help Ukraine fight back against the Russian invasion, according to a U.S. official. Biden says he plans to build on the roughly $2.6 billion in military assistance the administration has already approved for Ukraine. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Congress is ready to approve more money for Ukraine aid. We want to do more. The president said he will be asking uh, Congress for more. We'll learn about that in the next day or so to be taken up as soon as we can next week. Meanwhile, Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby says dozens more howitzers will be vital as the fight shifts to eastern Ukraine. Understanding that terrain, understanding the geography, understanding uh, uh, Russian doctrine here, we believed, but more critically, the Ukrainians believed that they needed additional artillery firepower, and that's what these uh, will offer, in addition to the 18 uh, that are already beginning to move in. Kirby says he has no problem with Moscow banning him and other Biden administration spokespeople from traveling to Russia. I looked at everybody else on the list. That's a, that's a pretty fine group to belong to, so I'm okay with that. Kirby goes on to say that the Pentagon is sending dozens of Phoenix ghost tactical drones. We believed that uh, that this particular system uh, would very nicely suit um, their needs, particularly in eastern Ukraine. Former Senator Jim Talent of Missouri joined the Salem Radio Network. What it shows more generally is the importance of a stronger uh, posture in eastern Europe as deterrence. It's the old story, Kurt. I mean, again, it's kind of you to call me an expert, but most of this is really common sense. And Trump said it, and Reagan said it before him. 
you preserve the peace by being strong, which, in other words, you have a strong deterrent posture, deterrence by denial, not deterrence by punishment, which assumes the conflict has occurred. And then you prevent the aggressor from attacking in the first place. Talent believes that Putin may have been emboldened by the drawdown of the U.S. military. One of the reasons we're in this situation is we drew down so far, and you know this, as of 2013, we didn't have a working tank in Europe. Well, yeah, Putin may have felt like uh, you know, we were not going to defend our interests. Talent goes on to say that the Taiwanese should learn from the Ukrainians. What it shows is that you have to be thoughtful about how you're going to defend your country against the likely actual threat. So Ukraines have targeted their capabilities so as to be able to deal with this kind of a conflict. And they've been very effective in doing it. Now, the Taiwanese need to do the same, which means really proliferating as much as possible on the island, their asymmetric ability to target uh, Chinese forces, and in particular Chinese ships. So they ought to get as much precision ordnance as they can, make it as mobile as they can to keep it uh, from being vulnerable to Chinese attacks. <clears throat> and it counsels against, really, going out and trying to build submarines, for example. I mean, you know, a couple of submarines are not going to stop the Chinese, but a number of truck-mounted cruise missiles are really going to be a headache for them. Representatives on Thursday gave final passage to a bill that would dissolve Walt Disney World's private government, handing Republican Governor Ron DeSantis a victory in his feud with the entertainment giant over its opposition to a measure that critics have dubbed the Don't Say Gay Law. The move could have huge tax implications for Disney whose series of theme parks have transformed Orlando into one of the world's most popular tourist destinations and serves to further sour the relationship between the Republican-led government and a major political player in the state. Jim Hansen, a former Green Beret and president of the Security Studies Group, joined the Hugh Hewitt Show to discuss why he believes it's important that the Florida governor doesn't back down to corporate pressure. If he had not punched back at Disney, it would have emboldened every woke corporation. Henson says the problem is that Disney believed it could overrule the will of Florida citizens. Disney decided to oppose the will of four Florida's voters. And Ron DeSantis looked and said, aren't we giving them the greatest break of any corporation in the entire country? Maybe we should relook that, and the Florida legislature is relooking that. Hansen says that actions like Disney are turning off voters. The, the people in, in the Latino community, yes. the people in the black community, and, and the rest of America as well have all looked at what Democrat rule is. And it's no security, no prosperity, and the government telling you how to live your life in a bad, stupid, and evil way. And they're flocking now in droves to our banner. Officials say the Justice Department is filing an appeal seeking to overturn a judge's order that voided the federal mask mandate on planes and trains and in travel hubs. United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby says he doesn't think there is any need to require masks on planes. An airplane, particularly because of the airflow on an airplane, is literally the safest place you can be indoors and be around other people. And so we were on the road, I think, to removing the mask even before the judge's ruling. Kirby says the carrier will try to help immunocompromised passengers and others with reservations who are now unwilling to fly because masks are not required.
We are working with those customers uh, if they really don't want to fly to find another option, give them a credit, or if they just really don't ever want to fly again, actually willing to give them a refund. Herbie says this is the new normal. Broadly everywhere indoors, uh, we're getting back to living life as normal. Uh, COVID is going to be with us. It's going to be endemic. It's going to be here for a long time. But we're learning to live with that, uh, including in airports or in restaurants or at sporting events. A new AP Nork poll says many Americans do not think President Biden has been tough enough with Russia during the Ukraine war. The poll shows 54 percent of Americans think Biden has been not tough enough in his response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. 36 percent think his approach has been about right, while 8 percent say he's been too tough. Meanwhile, in another new poll, it seems that Democrats still believe that Russia changed the 2016 election. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett shares the details. Fears of Russian interference in U.S. politics remain widespread, and Democratic voters overwhelmingly agree with Hillary Clinton that Russia is to blame for her defeat in 2016. The latest Rasmussen Report's National Telephone and Online Survey finds that 47% of likely U.S. voters believe it is likely that Russian interference changed the outcome of the 2016 presidential election, including 26% who say it's very likely. 46% don't think it's likely, including 32% who say it's not at all likely. Bernie Bennett reporting. Federal authorities have subpoenaed the records in the paternity lawsuit against Hunter Biden, according to Clint Lancaster, the attorney who represented London Roberts, the woman who had Hunter Biden's child. CBS's senior investigative correspondent Catherine Heritage explains the latest. This is a very broad subpoena seeking financial records, and it falls into two distinct buckets. The first has to do with the flow of money in and out of his accounts. It asks for all documents, emails, instant messages related to income, expenses, debts, financial transactions, both personal and business. And the second bucket is really very focused on his tax situation. It calls for federal, state, local income, and payroll taxes. Heritage explains the significance of the latest subpoena. These documents are important because it's part of a a data chain that leads to the grand jury testimony of London Roberts, the woman who brought and settled that paternity suit with Hunter Biden. So we begin with December of 2020, this very broad subpoena for financial records that goes to the law firm in Arkansas. And then according to her lawyer, Clint Lancaster, there was an in-person meeting in the fall of 2021 with a representative of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware, as well as an FBI agent and an IRS enforcement agent, along with his client. Heritage explains further. Earlier this year, in February, London Roberts goes to the grand jury in Delaware and testifies. And what we understand through our reporting is that it says that there is something in those records that she has firsthand information about that the U.S. attorney in Delaware wanted to lock in as testimony before that grand jury. So it's Mm -hmm. the data chain that really matters here. When asked if the new revelations could implicate President Biden, Heritage had this to say. I don't want to speculate on on the standing of this investigation, but I just want to lay out what the White House position is and what we know through our own reporting here at CBS News. Recently, the White House chief of staff was asked about this issue, and he said that the president felt that his family had done the right thing, but then also added that these were the actions of Hunter 
Biden and James Biden, the president's brother, and that these were private matters and that President Biden was not involved. What we know through our reporting here at CBS News is that there was another subpoena that was sent out to one of the major banks here in the United States, and it was seeking not only Hunter Biden's records, his former business partners, but also the records of the president's brother, James Biden. And these records went back to 2014. And the reason that timing matters is that it spans a period when Joe Biden was the vice president. Meanwhile, other actions are underway as well. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin and Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa have been detailing Hunter Biden records on the floor of the Senate regarding the foreign connections. Elon Musk says he has lined up $46.5 billion in financing to buy Twitter, putting pressure on the company's board to negotiate a deal. Last week, Musk announced an offer to buy the social media platform for $54.20 per share, or about $43 billion. At the time, he did not say how he would finance the acquisition. The Tesla CEO said Thursday in documents filed with U.S. securities regulators that the money would come from Morgan Stanley and other banks, some of it secured by his huge stake in the electric car maker. Some of it secured by his huge stake in the electric car maker. Twitter has yet to formally respond to Musk's offer, but the company has enacted an anti-takeover measure known as a poison pill that could make a takeover attempt prohibitively expensive. Bloomberg's Ed Ludlow says Musk has been able to secure financing to buy Twitter. He has commitments for financing for $46.5 billion. A headline across the Bloomberg terminal saying that that was a debt, all debt deal. But in fact, the $46.5 billion is split between $25.5 billion of debt, two revolving lines, and then $21 billion in equity financing. And as we've discussed already on this program, he's got commitments from Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, and Barclays. Ludlow goes on to explain. So this is a big step. Remember, the offer is still $54.20 a share. He took that offer to Twitter's board on April 13th. According to this regulatory filing, Twitter's board has not responded. But because that time has elapsed, the amendment, this filing is an amendment to that original deal, which basically points out, A, due diligence not needed anymore, and B, The financing, which was not secure at the time, it was contingent on anticipated financing. That was the language of April 13th. That now is secured. Long-term mortgage rates have risen for the seventh straight week, climbing to their highest level in more than a decade. Mortgage buyer Freddie Mac says the average rate on a 30-year mortgage rose to 5.11% from 5% last week. The last time it was higher was in April of 2010 when it reached 5.21%. Daybreak Insider's Rita Foley has the story. Mortgage rates are up for the seventh week in a row. A 30-year fixed is now 5.1%, says Freddie Mac, higher than it's been since 2010. A 15-year fixed rate is 4.3%. A year ago, it was about 2.3%. So how much does the average home cost now? Just over $375,000, says the National Association of Realtors. That's up 15% from a year ago. That is an all-time high on records going back to 1999. One expert says it is still a seller's market, but some would-be home buyers are getting discouraged. I'm Rita Foley. (music) 
And finally, New Jersey is sent to begin marijuana sales Thursday as residents and visitors 21 years and older will be able to purchase recreational cannabis and cannabis products at 13 dispensaries across the state. Hagen Seeley, a customer at one of the newly opened Rise Dispensary in Bloomfield, New Jersey, says he's impressed. It feels right. It feels safe. It feels uh, like everything you'd want it to be rather than anything that you could get anywhere else. Michael Barrows, another customer, says after making his purchase, he's looking forward to some downtime. Pretty much an eighth a week guy, always have been, never more, never less, you know, maybe less. And uh, I'm just looking to relax, stay chill. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Jim Bartow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.